The views stated by the hosts of this podcast are opinion only and should not take the place of a qualified healthcare professional or mental health specialist. This podcast is for education and recreation. Welcome to Ask a Hag, a podcast about self-care and witchcraft in the modern world. I'm Leslie. And I'm Allison. (laughs) And we're asked questions every day in the work that we do within our community. This podcast is a space for us where we can share our knowledge and experiences, witches and healers. This is a place where you, dear listener, can find inspiration and also feel empowered wherever you are on your journey. Welcome, welcome, What's up? (laughs) Hi. Hi. It's so nice to see you. (laughs) We are, uh, is this the third time we've done a quarantine recording? Fourth time? Fourth time? Donna says? Probably. That makes about sense because yeah, we do them right. um, every two weeks. Twice, twice every two weeks. Yeah. Um, so, alas, we are face to face virtually. And I cannot get over how long and luscious Let's your hair is. Let's talk fit. about this for a second. There was this like oh. image on, I think it was Instagram that I saw of these women that were wearing these like really fancy long ankle length dresses and they were like ruffly like from the 80s and stuff and these women had their hair down to the ground and I think (laughs) I think I'm gonna be one of those ladies by the time this is done girl you know I mean we're just gonna grow it and see what happens it's really long I love it well thank you I love it I do it's uh it's kind of hard to take care of in the shower these days um, Lots of product. God, gee, it was how, like how many years ago that you cut it pretty short? How short did you go to? Did you go to chin length? No, I went. I went super short. <clears throat> I went like uh, almost pixie cut. I want to say two yeah, years did. ago. It really grew fast. Yeah, twenty eighteen. I want to. What I kind wanna... of spell did you cast to make that happen? Nothing. It's genetics. <laughs> it's called biotin. <laughs> it's it's called nettle nettle infusion and my people. <laughs> That's I it. But, a piece of my hair, buried it in the name of Crystal Gale. Right? Long, beautiful hair. Crystal Gale. Hey, yep. listen, if she can turn her brown eyes blue, she can help you grow your hair. Absolutely. Long, you, know you know what? She is the patron of my situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, even when you're talking about 80s with the like ankle length uh-huh. dress and hair, I'm telling you what, Crystal is applauding you right now. Well, she's a beauty queen. <laughs> she is my hero in these times. Anyway, um, it's luscious. It's yeah. luscious. Well, thanks. Donna won't cut it, yeah. so I don't know what to do. <laughs> So that's it. I mean, not not that she's like mean about it, but she's like, I feel uncomfortable cutting my hair. Cut it. I'm not into that. I'm like, that's fine. That's cool. I'll just braid it every day. That's fine. I'm not into that. But why? It's, it looks really healthy. And- well, thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Your hair looks like lovely too via video um, video I call. It. I washed it with my very favorite. Yeah. What are you um, What are you using? What are you doing? Um, I love. Well, you know, I worked for Aveda for many years when I lived in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I do, I, I love their sap moss shampoo. That stuff smells amazing. It sure does. And, and then I also use a line called Numa. Numa. Which smells incredible too. Mm. Um, My very wonderful hairdresser. Yeah. Turned me on to it and it's an all natural, sustainable, you know. Wonderful. We love Mother Earth lines. Yes, we do. Anywho. Speaking of beauty, yeah, 
What about it? Uh, we got our beautiful Venus going retrograde coming up today. today. That's a great segue, right? my friend. Well I done. Like I loved it. Let's go. Speaking of beauty. A plus. <laughs> yeah, our, our dear. hair for the next five weeks. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our dear, our dear planet Venus is retrograde. Uh, in Gemini, I think. Right? I think so. Yeah, which is me. That's it's true. <laughs> is your Venus in Gemini as well? No. I think my Venus is actually in Taurus, mm. which is well, she's very happy to be there too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's true. Very Mine's difficult. in Libra, also happy to be in Libra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about Venus retrograde and what people can kind of think about during this period of time. Every two years. Every right? two years, that's right, for five weeks, so mm-hmm. until June 25th, and then we have the shadow period, mm-hmm. af- you know, a week after that. Um, I like to think of um, Persephone going to the underground, yeah. going into the underworld, <clears throat> which I think Michael from Old Ways talked about that regarding Inanna, but I, I mm-hmm. thought of... Persephone this time because we're, you know, we're recording in early May. Well, I guess it's mid-May now. And we're, we're um, definitely at the tail end of spring. And in that, um, in that story, you know, Persephone comes back, you know, to, to the upper middle world um, during this time frame. So I think that's a pretty cool metaphor for what Venus is teaching us right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, some people kid like, you know, don't cut your bangs, don't get yeah. Botox, don't try a new lipstick, don't get new clothing for your wardrobe. But just be yourself. You know, <laughs> we <laughs> just we know like any of our any of our retrogrades, like anything that you've been working towards, it's okay, right? Mm-hmm. But the way that I understand is that Venus, in this case, um, unlike our our Mercury where everybody freaks out, Venus retrograde is a really great time to reconnect with yourself yeah. and your yeah. self-love and reestablish boundaries and commitments in your relationship. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, having the conversations that need to be had with loved ones mm-hmm. um, passionately and compassionately. That's right. Um, and, and really being truthful and honest with the way you're feeling about things and speaking from your heart um, so that uh, you can kind of heal mm-hmm. some of the heartbreaks. Um, mm-hmm. And the heartbreaks, again, I think we always think like, oh, like a like a heart, like a, a romantic heartbreak. But you know, you can be heartbroken by your brother. Totally, I'm here to, to live and tell that you can be heartbroken by your mother, or mm-hmm. father, or cousin, or, or best friend. It, you or best friend. It's not even about um, familial blood ties. Yeah, it's just about relationships in general. Yeah, and and it's also another really great time to do cord cutting mm-hmm. surrounding any exes that are lingering. Definitely, that's it. That's all I'm going to say. What else? Definitely. You got? Well. I think that's beautiful um, and like really like to the point. I would also say that um, I would be wary of burning bridges, um, even though it might like feel real good in the moment to just like burn that shit to the ground. Um, This is this is a, a Venus is really asking us to be thoughtful and gracious around our relationships. And then also, you know, rekindling things with people too. So let's say you've got um, a couple of friends that you've lost touch with, you know, now's a really good time to kind of reconnect if you if you feel called to do so or to say, hey, I'm real sorry I was 
in the wrong during this situation, you know, saying, you know, apologizing to people. Um, yeah. And just like you said, like reconnecting yeah. with yourself, capital S, yeah. which I mean, we're spending a lot of time by ourselves right now. So um, it's super easy to kind of like uh, disengage from that practice by binging TV shows or YouTube and just kind of like, you know, not um, not really paying attention to ourselves, but this is a yeah. huge gift. A lot of us have, you know, time. A lot of us have time that we've never had before. And isn't this a wonderful thing that Venus is giving to us mm-hmm. as far as, um, you know, encouraging us to kind of, you know, reestablish a connection with ourselves. Yeah. So things yeah. that you could do would be kind of revisit, um, things that you like to do when you were a kid or teenager. So like I was really into drawing and stuff way back in the day. I went to art oh, school. Really? even. Oh yes, I did. Um, <laughs> and I've, I've been kind of thinking about picking up some, some paint and kind of, you know, do, or even doodling. It doesn't, it's not about production. It's about, you know, kind of reawakening <sighs> aspects of yourself. I would love to see what you, what you create. We'll see. <sighs> We'll see. <laughs> Allison, um, yeah. you know, I think about the Empress in Ooh, tarot yeah. Yeah. for this period of time. I think about the Three of Cups when you talked about rekindling friendships. You know, our suit of mm. cups is great mm-hmm. to kind of carry with you during this time. What kind of plants would be helpful? Definitely roses. Um, you oh, know, I got my rose dress. Yeah, on. you do. I noticed that when we were when we first got on. Um, yeah, roses would be fantastic because roses symbolize eternal love, um, compassion, healthy boundaries. Um, so maybe adding roses to an altar that you set up around self love and self discovery. Um, oh. um, yeah, and then hawthorn. I mean, hawthorn's kind of like at the. S- s- front and center right now for for me anyway in my plant practices but hawthorn is another really beautiful relationship plant hey um how's Mm. the quantity in your web shop doing for heartmender good question um that would be a good right yeah that's a great yeah that was a great remedy for the for the for these times now the web shop is really low because we're still transitioning the labels into the new branding. So That's my exciting. old business is Native Apothecary. My new business is Land Spirits. And we're going to be launching our new website and new line, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. So I do have Heartmender. I just don't have labels for it. <laughs> so so, and, but yeah. so people could reach out to you if they want it. Oh, absolutely. If they're really seeking some help right now. Absolutely. Absolutely, they could. Yeah. And Heartmender is a really great remedy that's all all centers around um, healing the emotional body and this in you know, and the heart, the heart space, the heart chakra. Yeah. yeah. What what herbs are in there? What plants do you have in there? Um, so Hawthorne is in there. Um, Hawthorne tincture. So that's um, the medicinal remedy of Hawthorne, but then it's also layered with Hawthorne flower essence. Um, We've got lemon balm in there. We've got St. John's wort in there. We've got, you know, a a lot of herbs in there that are great for the nervous system and for stress and things like that. Um, And then again, it's layered with flower essences that help heal, heal the heart space. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, 
So let's talk. We we were. What do you what do you what are you doing during quarantine? What's your new obsession? What are you? My yeah. What are you? Yeah. What are you reading. What are you? Well, first of all, I would just want to say, <laughs> yeah. What are you googling? Hey Siri. Um. Oh, she just turned on. <laughs> she says, "I didn't get that. Could you try again?" Sorry, bud. I'll turn you off. Uh, <laughs> well. One of the things I'm really digging on right now is this beautiful vetiver bundle that you gave me. Um, So Donna and I went out harvesting this morning. Um, Now is a good time to start uh, working with um, some of the plants that I use in medicine making. And so we went out harvesting mugwort today. And um, I always give some sort of offering um, to the plants before I harvest them as part of my uh, ritual around working with them energetically. And I brought the vetiver bundle with me. And oh, man, it is. Oh, it's a plus. It's incredible. It's just uh, it's not only like a pleasure to smell ourselves, but I really feel like it's a beautiful um, it makes a really beautiful uh, fumigation offering plant. So one one that you you know are using as like a smoke offering um, to the land spirits and things like that. So I I worked with that for the first time this morning and oh it was a plus, dude. So nice. So thank you so much for bringing that okay. into your shop. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's it seems like you know it's coming from a really excellent source as mm-hmm. far as the you know the folks that are farming this plant and you know, are doing, doing right by the land that it comes from. Right. And like mugwort, it wants to work with us and it is so abundant. It's a grass, which I just learned recently. I didn't know the vetiver was in the grass family. Yeah. Right? And well, I believe that this is actually a, they're utilize. Yes. But they utilize the roots to burn mm-hmm. is I believe the way that I understand it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it's also, like one of the most beautiful. It's my father's favorite scent. Oh, all oh, of his buddy. aftershave colognes. Yeah, I mean, it, if it weren't for pops, I wouldn't know about how incredible vetiver is. Yeah. So he first turned me on to it as a as an aroma. Does he have like a, a classic cologne brand that he wears? Do you know? He likes L'Occitane, <laughs> does a lot with vetiver. Uh-huh. <laughs> the big L'Occitane fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he always loves to find some of these, some of us small business folks like yeah. yourself yep. that are making small batch like hand lotions and bath oh, that's gels. Lovely. He's, what a beautiful he's a bath thing. gel freak. No, this is a problem. He had to get a P.O. box because my mother was like, if you bring one more fucking bottle. <laughs> Shower gel into this house. We're gonna have a problem. So we're gonna get a PO box to sneak all the shit. <laughs> Where does he store it so she doesn't know? Now, like you know, that's he so can't funny. No, he so, can't. Like, but but seriously, like we were cleaning up his office, like one of the last times oh, that I was home, and I bugger. was like, he had. 10 bottles of vetiver shower gel, half full. Oh, my it's gosh. Like he gets halfway through and he opens the new <laughs> That is so funny. So, oh, Jack, you're something Natalie's, else. But also, so I have my father to thank for vetiver, but there was also a really, there's a wonderful uh, customer that comes into the shop and was taking classes, and she had bought me a bundle probably three years ago, and I had intended to carry it in the shop and – 
you know, one thing gets to another. And then I just saw again, Kathleen from smoke, um, reminded me and I was like, yes. So I was right on the money to go to snatch that up for our Pittsburgh community here too, to enjoy Mm -hmm. it. So, Good stuff, my friend. So So nice. I love the vetiver so much. And like I said, I'm really grateful that you um you gifted me this lovely offering. So thank you. Yeah, I'm glad the plants are loving it too. Oh yes. Oh my girls. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah, mugwort. Really, it was a good time this morning. Really so you nice. like to, so you, I know you've mentioned it before, but you like to give them a smoke offering. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I give them a smoke offering. I do um, a lot of permission asking. Um, I address the land spirits as well as the, you know, the spirit of the plant that I'm working with this morning was mugwort. Um, and then um, once I'm, I'm finished harvesting and doing my work, my physical work, I give thanks again. And then I offer a piece of my hair that I pull from my head. So it's like an actual like, you know, physical gesture of, of thanks from my body to theirs. So awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. Well, thanks. Yeah. yeah, very cool. Very mm. cool. Dude, I have been going down this crazy rabbit hole of Norse mythology which I never got into before. I was kind of like, oh, heathens, mm, I don't know, you know, for a super long time. And then, you know, you um, got me into runes. And so I've really been digging that. And then runes, of course, come from, you know, the Norse tradition. And so I was like, well, okay, fine. I roll. I'll read some stuff, you know. Um, And I just, I really, there's this website, let me pull it up real quick and I'll be able to yeah. tell everybody about it. Um, well, first of all, Neil Gaiman wrote a gorgeous book um, just called Norse Mythology and it's all um, storytelling. It's just he's, he's rewriting stories. So that's an excellent text. But um, my favorite website is norse-mythology.org and it's um, Norse Mythology for Smart People. which I, you know, I dig that. And um, it's really well thought out. It's really like easy to understand. It's um, all put together by this guy named Daniel McCoy, who's who um, is uh, from the States. He lives in Tennessee. And he is um, a self taught um, scholar of pre Christian religion and mythology. And and he's really into (laughs) Norse mythology. And it's just like, Honestly, it's my it's my pandemic distraction. Like this is what I'm reading instead of the news to just kind of get my mind off of things and kind of like give my nervous system a break and it's yeah. it's like it's I think I'm I I got I'm really I'm really fascinated by this culture because Norse mythology kind of encompasses a lot of my ancestral line. You know, I mm-hmm. come from Germanic, um, you know, Germany, France, England, Scotland, Ireland. So, you know, these gods and goddesses from this pantheon are, you know, what my people were worshiping before, you know, they became Christians. So, um, so it's been it's been really fun like learning all about you know the different facets and it's so like um there's just so many of them you know there's like the there's like a main grouping and then a subgroup and then all these like different offshoots and giants i mean it's just wild it's wild times i really love it 
So, oh, I'm going to have to check it out. I, I, yeah, I've got, I, I looked it up. So it's on my phone excellent. For, for when I'm ready to, yeah, very cool. What's been your favorite snack? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> my favorite snack has been <laughs> white cheddar crackers from Aldi <laughs> called Savorits. <laughs> oh, I know all about the Savorits. I'm really loving those. The, sa- the Savorits with a Z. Uh-huh. Fancy. Uh, really loving those. What else? Yeah. Oh, uh, we got, we have been super restrictive on our takeout lately, but um, we went ahead and got um, takeout from this uh, local family owned business uh, that makes Taiwanese food. And we had that for dinner last night. And oh my Ooh. God, there's kimchi fried rice and it is just fantastic. Whoa. Oh, delicious. Okay. Oh, it's loud. It's your boyfriend. Your boyfriend driving by. I wish. No. (laughs) He used to drive a motorcycle. He was so cute. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Wow. He's skateboarding. Um, Kimchi fried rice. Kimchi fried rice, my friend. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine Mm -hmm. that? Oh, it's just delightful. You like that kimchi, huh? I really do. Yeah, it's good. You know, it's good flavor, nice Mm -hmm. and sour, fermented, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Good for your digestion, your poops. Yeah. It's good stuff. Oh, good for the poops. Yeah. What are you into these days? Honestly, I've been shopping. Oh, you've gotten any, any good scores? Yeah, I got this rose dress. Oh, it's gorgeous. All, all secondhand or vintage stuff. Excellent. That's wonderful. Uh, supporting local folks, folks small all business. over, small mm-hmm. business. Um, but I've also, like, I'm, I've been buying a lot of books, and Ooh. I got this Windows of Light um, re kind of going a little bit deeper into quartz crystal uh, for self transformation. Yeah, and I love an old vintage book on the metaphysics. So I've been really enjoying that. Um, I have also been um, doing some mythology mm. deep dive, but I've been doing a Greek mythology deep dive, and I've really been enjoying. Checking back in with some deities. Wonderful. The other book that I got, because um, I love um, candle magic, so I got a book by uh, Ray Buckland um, called Practical Candle Burning Rituals, which Wonderful. are pretty interesting. You know, all of this stuff is t- take what you want, you know, of course. from it and, yeah. and the rest. What's resonating. So, yeah. Yeah. Right, exactly. So that's kind of the stuff that I've been doing. But honestly, I've been really having um, a lot of fun uh, playing around with my old fashioned self. Good. And yeah, reselling some things on my little ceremonial. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, you got some great pieces. That. Oh, so good. So that's been great. I've been that's been keeping me busy and keeping me sane. Wonderful. So, yeah. Wonderful. That's, that's what this girl's doing. I love it. Uh, favorite snack hummus yeah we've been eating a ton of hummus with peppers red peppers and mm. carrots is there a brand that you love the most I or are you making it, it? <gasps> oh she makes it too donna donna also makes homemade oh girl it's so great i like I it made black i made black bean hummus this week it's mm. been lovely what's what's what you putting in there some garlic just the usual suspects we've yeah. got a garbanzo beans, a little cayenne pepper, salt, lemon, um, tahini, mm. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah. And your garlic friends. My garlic friends. And then I do it in a food processor Fantastic. and I love it so much. Wear it up. Oh, homemade hummus is so much better homemade. than store bought. Yeah, and it's so tell much you, we, better. It's we just get through that through the week and we're loving it. Mm, gorgeous. So that's what I'm that's what I'm enjoying. I like it. Um, yeah. That's that's yeah. wonderful. And the family's doing well. Everybody's doing good. Yeah, my my folks are doing Everybody's good too. Doing yeah. We did a Zoom call the other day. Oh, that's right. I remember <laughs> you telling me about that. How'd that go? Oh, it's fun. That's yeah. a good time. Oh yeah. Yeah. They uh they like to talk over over everybody as far as like sure. they've got their own questions and so they'll kinda <laughs> and then they'll get frustrated because like the mic will like not quite like pick up whatever someone else says, you know? And yeah. it's cute. I like it. Yeah. It's a fun yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um the yeah so anyways that's it yeah really oh I'm doing I'm doing I have a new offering oh tell me all about it I can't wait <gasps> she's really close to the camera guys real oh eyeballs um, <laughs> so my exciting new offering as well as doing the tarot readings is something called spell session yes <gasps> and it's anywhere from a half hour to forty five minutes it depends on how long we go we just talk about kind of designing a spell for you. And it's been really great. I had my first session and I love doing it. Great. It's really special. So what, you know, what is it like? It so different like, from a tarot reading. So I don't yeah. use tarot cards. Right. And I work 100% only with my guides. Right. Awesome. And you know, it's, it's sort of a spell coaching session. I got so you. Going through, mm-hmm. You know, I've had so many people that have been like, I want to start with being, you know, I'm interested in being a witch. I want to start, you know, where do I start and all that kind of stuff. So it's this kind of the answer to that demand. That's that's awesome. So we'll see how it goes. I'm really enjoying it. And um, what a beautiful offering. I think it's a, it's just a nice way to, you know, and I just, it's it's so fun because I feel like I've just, I've got books around me. I've got like calendars out and we're just, you know, excellent. kind of winging it in a, in a way just kind of whatever comes up we sort through a, a little a little something to do fantastic well so you're, anyway, so, you're such a resource so that's that's just a lovely thing that you're offering to our community well thank you yeah Thanks. thank you that's gorgeous yeah. yeah that's all we got I'm Ainsley from Arizona, but I'm originally from New Mexico. I first wanted to start out by saying that hearing your voices and listening to your podcast makes me feel so warm and a little less lonely during this time. I just graduated from college and have a job opportunity here in Arizona. I really dislike Arizona due to its stagnant, unchanging weather and its inability to feel like home. I also have a job opportunity in New Mexico and have been recently longing to go back to my home state because I feel more at peace there. I'm having difficulty deciding what job to take because if I choose New Mexico, I will have to uproot my partner and his life in Arizona. I was wondering if you have any tips on how to decide between two big life choices, clouded intuition or fear of change. Love you ladies so much. Thank you for everything you do. Thanks for your question. Thanks, Ainsley. Yeah. Tough decision. 
It really is. Mm-hmm. Immediately, I always will cheer on go with what your heart tells you to do and where you find the most peace. Definitely. Um, however, intuitively, Ainsley, it feels like both places are actually really – like Arizona feels like a growing place mm, for you. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. You know, difficulty there um, sort of leads to a big transformation and growth for you. Sometimes doing doing things that can require us to be challenged are moments that can we can really kind of rise to our intuition, rise to um, our own personal like magical offerings too. And I know you're having difficulty uprooting your partner and his life in Arizona. So I don't know, maybe you can find a middle ground. I think this is where tarot can be really helpful too, because I think tarot is really great at helping you look at two sides to something and weigh in on that, you know? And like I said, I always feel like there's, there's always plus and minuses to everything. Mm -hmm. That's true. I was thinking also pendulum work might be helpful if we want to pull in another divinatory tool. You know, pendulum work is working with your intuition, your guides, your subconscious, and you can just basically ask it yes or no questions, you know. Um, And it's it's similar to tarot where you can kind of get a better sense of, you know, what, which situation is best for you. Yeah. And the nice thing too about pendulum is it pulls from your subconscious. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's it gives a really unbiased like getting kind of really going removing your fear. Yeah. That could be blocking you from making a good decision. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Really going to that place where you don't get your heart tied up in that and you can kind of really separate sort of the 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 this the opposing aspects of it. Mhm. 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 And if, if your if your partner's into magical things, you know, he could also participate, you know, in this process too to kind of see, you know, which is which space is best for both of you as far as your own growth and mm-hmm. your own happiness and your own process, if you will. Yeah. Because maybe he actually really needs, you know, to be uprooted as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. I, true. Good. Yep. You were pulling out of my brain what I was thinking. I love it. That's why we yeah. do this together. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Stone crystals that uh, mm. are great for this kind of stuff during this period of time of change, like having to make change or even just sort of feeling somewhat lonesome. Um, I, I do love malachite. Mm. I think malachite is really, really helpful for transition. Um, and I love like any sort of, you know, any stone that'll help with anxiety. So like lithium quartz mm-hmm. is really great mm-hmm. for anxiety or like anxiety or, um, you know, loneliness or stress mm-hmm. or restlessness mm-hmm. um, or lipidolite. I was thinking that too. And ocean jasper, yeah, I think might be a nice one <clears throat> as well. I love that ocean jasper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We've got Kim from Michigan. Hello, my favorite hags. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for creating this space in our world. I've known I was a witch since I was very young, but societal norms have kept me from exploring this path until recently. 
Listening to your podcast has helped me learn so much about myself and the practice, and I truly appreciate your thoughtful, kind, and funny insights into witchcraft. Thank you. My question for you two is this. I run a high-volume, stressful, but amazing restaurant-slash-brewery in Michigan. Last summer, I was in a horrible place, both physically and mentally, and I couldn't keep out all of the negative energy that permeates the hospitality industry, i.e. drunk and demanding customers, cranky, overworked staff, and long hours. I'm in a better place now. However, busy season is on the horizon, and I'm worried I won't be able to protect myself against these issues. What rituals, talismans, etc., do you suggest to help ward off negative energy and help me project positive, compassionate energy among our staff? Thank you, again, for being the intuitive, beautiful, strong, and wise hags I've always needed in my life. Thank you. What an honor. Absolutely. Oh, my. Mm. Um a great question. Fantastic question. Well, the first thing that comes to mind, <clears throat> you know, since you have access to this space, hopefully without people in it sometimes, you can kind of, you know, um, manipulate the energy in the room, so to speak, by of course, doing some cleansing work <laughs> in this space um, that is food safe, of course, because you're, you know, serving um, food. So cleansing work in this space would be really great. Um, bars tend to have a lot of draw to negative energies, negative spirits. So um, I really think it's a good idea to kind of um, do this on the semi-regular as long as you, you know, can have access to it without folks around. Um, so good cleansing um, aspects for this kind of space would be bells um, to kind of like um, shake it up, you know, get the energy moving, get the energy flowing, get the negative stuff to kind of leave. <laughs> um, we've talked a lot about uh, cleansing, you know, on this podcast. So there's lots of different things that you can do. Um, also plant fumigation. So um, some really great plants that would be good for this kind of space would be cedar. Um, and of course, our girl mugwort would be really nice in this kind of space. Um, and then you want to bless the space because what you want is to have the energy of the place feel good. And so the folks that are in the space thusly will feel good. Um, so blessing the space, um, you know, saying uh, words of compassion, asking for, you know, um, protection to be in that place for you and the people that, you know, like to, to work there or visit there. Um, yeah, so really like setting the tone, setting the stage, so to speak, would be a good thing to do. Um, Leslie, what do you think about that? Yeah, I have a couple ideas. So, I mean, I know that you want, you probably want your your clientele to have a good old merry time. Absolutely, yeah. But you might be able to temper it a little bit with amethyst. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> because amethyst, a lot of times... Um, like back in the Middle Ages, they would have like um, they would either wear amethyst when they were in the pub, or they would yeah. have it like I think on the because it tempers drunkenness. Yes, 
Um, yes. So you might even like in terms when you're talking about cleansing, creating a floor wash with mm-hmm. amethyst mm-hmm. could be a, a fun thing to do. Um, and we've talked about making gem essences for floor washes before too. So amethyst was one thing that I thought. I was also thinking about putting a horseshoe above the doorway mm-hmm. to collect. Great idea. And then doing some like wards around the brewery. Mm-hmm. And let me just check in here. She runs, she runs a high, so it's not necessarily that she's the owner, but she might be able to like, you know, kind of work ways. But again, like you said, setting that intention and manipulating the energy is just as powerful as any sort of talisman. That's right. right. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think you've pretty much nailed it with all of it. And the only other thing I would recommend is maybe lavender because it can be very calming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, you know, also make sure once you do all the work for the physical space, making sure that you're protecting yourself whenever you're going yeah. to work every day too, right? The Tony Stark technique is a great yeah. episode all that we have uh, all about um, personal protection practices. Um, I would highly recommend revisiting that that episode if you... if um, you wish. But yeah, really like making sure that your energy is in check, making sure that um, your guards and guardians are with you, you know, making sure that you've got maybe a black tourmaline piece in your pocket to kind of like have that energetic bodyguard with you whenever you're working. The other thing I like, she was asking about, you know, any sort of ritual, like creating a morning like setup or beginning work ritual and that could start with just lighting a tea light candle that sets the intention for the day. Mm-hmm. For the day. In the space or at home? In the space. Mm-hmm. In the space. Coming in, coming into the space, setting the intention, setting the tone, lighting the candle, you know, for each and every one of your cranky overworked staff members to have the stamina, motivation, and energy and drive to enjoy being there, to have fun, to be able to create strong boundaries for themselves as well because cranky and overwork just equals, you know, can, can, can equal, you know, um, out of alignment in terms of boundary setting. Yep. So sloppy energy, basically is pulling yeah. some of that stuff in. I mean, some of us need to work two, three, you know, some of us need to work two, three jobs. Some of us enjoy yep. working two or three jobs. Yep. Um, but it just feels like kind of pulling some of that in and aligning it. So going in, setting the tone for a day, again, just a tea light candle, doing some fumigation if it's possible to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm also feeling, Kim, that you have such an impressionable spirit too. Like I feel like if you are happy and energetic and enjoying your day, it feels like you really have the ability to set the tone for other folks too. So... um, and I feel like maybe you have a contagious laugh or contagious smile or something that, that can really um, help to set the tone as well. So those well, are just some things. I think. Yeah. yeah. I was also thinking, that's awesome. Um, you know, you're the, the leader of this space. So you, you, you know, everybody's looking to you for the clue, the cues of how, yeah. how to navigate, you know, this kind of um, environment. So by really being intentional with each and every day that you're walking in confident, you know, you are sovereign of this space. 
So again, you know, making sure that you're in alignment with your higher self before you enter into your work day, I think would be really key. Yeah. Mm. And it might, you know, it might even be if it, if you have an ability, I'm sorry, I keep coming back, but like, if you do have a staff member that's having a really tough time, really encouraging that like five minute break, 10 minute break, Definitely. you know, yeah, for sure. If you can, keep, you know, if you can, if mm-hmm. it's possible. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Kim from Michigan. Cool. Good luck, Thank buddy. You. Hope that yeah. was helpful. Thank you. All right. Madeline from California writes. Hi, you two. Firstly, thank you for all you do and shout out to Donna as well. I can't explain how much happiness and excitement your podcast has brought to me. So I won't try exclamation point. (laughs) (laughs) A little background to my question. I didn't know it until recently, but I started tapping into the practice of witchcraft a decade ago. It started with a fascination for trees and plants, which has become a loving relationship that has healed many parts of my being. The joy and love I feel for the natural world and life in general is something people always comment on. They often say in one way or another that they receive energy from my presence and that they feel thankful to have me around. When I have these moments with people, be it strangers or close friends, they often kiss or hug me. Over time, these interactions have brought to light a really great power that I think I have to make people feel special, loved, and seen. I genuinely love humanity and the earth, so I think people see that and react. However, I often leave these situations feeling like I've been wrung out like a wet towel. That sounds more negative than it actually is, but I do feel very exhausted after human interaction, even with some of my closest friends. This exhaustion leads to days or weeks of hermit mode, when I recharge and feel guilty about canceling all my plans. I feel I have a strong power, but that I don't know how to pace myself or how to increase my capacity. I feel like Eleven from Stranger Things. She blasts out all this power and then gets a nosebleed and passes out. I don't want to keep doing that. I want to use my power to build people up around me until they feel they can conquer the world. I want to have a more sustained ability to be present and share my love. So my question is, how can I use witchcraft to fortify my spirit? Are there rituals, plants, or spells I can incorporate into my daily life to increase my capacity to share my talents and be of better service to others? My gut feeling is that I need to somehow tap into the earth's power more than I do now because that is the source of my joy. I currently live in a city which isn't my ideal place. Thank you so much and love the show. You know, Allison. What, hi? There's a little book out there. <gasps> Managing What's Psychic Abilities? Well, who's that author, Leslie? I think it's Mary Mueller Shutan. I think you're right. <laughs> Mary Mueller Shutan wrote a book called Managing Psychic Abilities, and it is, it's a slim uh, writing. It's, you know, a small yeah. book, but it is fantastic for folks like yourself who are an yeah. empath and yeah. have a hard time being around people. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. M- Madeline, you're an empath. Absolutely. 100%. Yep. This is textbook empath. Sure is. And I also need to say something to you immediately. You, you make mention here this exhaustion leads to days or weeks of hermit mode when I recharge and feel guilty about canceling my plans. Do not Mm -mm. please feel guilty about taking 
care of your emotional, mental, and physical well-being. That is emotional boundaries. Hell yes. There's no reason to feel guilty about that. So I've said what I needed to say about that. Now, self-care. Yes. Self-care. Care. Grounding into Mother Earth is a great practice, which you, you said I uh, you mentioned that. I feel... Um, fortifying myself through grounding into the earth's power is one of the best things that you can do. Mm-hmm. You might need to do it a few times a day. And Madeline, yeah, I know that you mentioned that you're in a city, but there's nature all over the place. We live in a city too. It's, um, you know, and it's super easy to find a little patch of ground somewhere, you know, find a little wildflower popping up through the cement, finding some plantain or dandelion and saying, Hey, and those can be your, you know, your, um, your guides into, you know, the, the earth's core, into the earth's um, energy, kind of linking you up in that way. If you need some green friends, some green elders to help yeah. you along that way. Yeah, even having your happy little house plants is, is great. Absolutely. But just visualizing that energy is just as special and just Definitely. as potent. Definitely. Definitely. Um. Using witchcraft to fortify spirit. I love candle magic for this reason. Because I like to think about the flame as keeping our inner flame lit. And and I've been talking to a lot of people about this, especially during quarantine, how imperative it is to keep our eternal flame in our lower chakras lit. You know, everybody's always like, oh, I want to exist up in my in my upper chakra, myself included. I, I was there for a long time. But what I forgot to see was how important it was to really kind of exist really grounded in your lower chakra energy, which is where the flame exists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So practicing candle magic can be really helpful for this. And again, it can be a tea light. It can be your bath and body candle if that's what the heck you have. But if you want to really make it a practice, I recommend a yellow, gold, or orange candle that has about a two-hour burn time. And you can light this candle in, in a way to fortify your spirit and to tap deeply into that energy. I also... Now we're kind of coming into, now you live in California, so you have a little bit more sunshine where you're at, but I love to utilize the energy of the sun to also uh, ignite that flame. And um, I usually do sunbathing, not for tan, but for energy and strength and courage. Put on your sunscreen. (laughs) Yeah. Put on your, or wear a big old sun hat. Wear a hat, yeah. Usually, I basically what I like to do is I like to get that sun focused on like my solar plexus mm-hmm. area mm-hmm. and really ignite the flame in that space. So those are two things I do. What do you do? Well, um, I was just thinking how the hermit is her guide right now because mm-hmm. the hermit traditionally is shown to have a lantern lit by the inner flame, by the by the light of the soul. You know, and really, you know, it sounds to me like she is being called to work even more deeply with with the hermit. And are we in a hermit year? Or is that I'm getting it confused, I think. We are not in a hermit year. We're not yet. in a hermit year. No. Anyway, my bad. So That's um, all right. So yeah, so it, you're just thinking that your birth your card is It's my birth card. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, dudes. You're always in a hermit year. It's true. 
Yeah, and but I think yeah, right. Am I? Anyway, so so yeah, it really it really feels like she's being called to do more work around the archetype of the hermit. That's what I was thinking about. Um, plant friends. So any working with any physical plant material that are roots definitely can be super helpful to help us feel grounded throughout our day. So carrying a piece of dandelion root with you as a talisman whenever you're going into social situations can be really excellent um, because that kind of cultivates the, the, the energy of the sacrum, the energy of the root chakra. Um, dandelion is uh, seen as a social plant in a, in a way because of its seed dispersal. You know, um, so, you know, that would be a really nice um, plant to kind of engage with um, as a as a guide, you know, in an amuletic way. Um, Big old bright yellow plant. That's right. Bright yellow flowers. Yeah. So, you know, wearing the color yellow in these situations could also be good. Brown also is a good color for um, grounding as well. Um, So kind of like working with your body in a sense of um you know whenever you go into these situations using color magic um and then hawthorn um i know i mentioned hawthorn before but hawthorn is a fantastic plant that it um works with our social boundaries um hawthorn is a tree for those of you that don't know that lives in the hedge it likes the edges of the forest it has um thorns on it but those thorns can be easily avoided um if you are paying attention because they're very large and they're not so um uh they're more sporadic on the branches and hawthorn um really helps us to maintain healthy gentle graceful boundaries with other people so using hawthorn thorn as a talisman uh finding hawthorn flower essence and kind of anointing yourself with that flower essence taking it internally as a remedy um that those would be the ways to work with that plant i love that i love that that's beautiful another thing that i love to do is raw ginger um cayenne lemon honey you can make a a drink out of that a tonic Mm -hmm. that's great for that fortification that stamina that energy to kind of get that fire lit as well really warming things warming anything that's warming Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. emmy from sweden writes hi I'm not highly sensitive or highly intuitive by any means, but last spring I had some experiences that made me think my intuition was developing. I pulled a card each day and sometimes I did pick a card readings and I was surprised by how clear and accurate some of them were. I also had a few vivid dreams that I felt like they had something to say, although I didn't know what, what to do with them at the time. During this time, I was in a relationship with my manipulative ex-boyfriend. I was emotionally drained and exhausted. Looking back, I feel like the traumatic occurrences that I experienced heightened my intuition at the time. But ever since we broke up and I moved out, I have had a hard time reconnecting with this side of myself. Now to my question, what is your perspective on intuition in relation to trauma? 
do you have any tips on how to reconnect with one's intuition after trauma? Thanks so much for sharing your knowledge and experiences. Your podcast truly feels like home. Thank you, Emmy. Thank you, Emmy. This is a really important question. And I'm surprised that we haven't really talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I am too. Yeah. In, in my very little experience with intuition during trauma, um, or shall I rephrase that by saying intuition during a time of uncertainty, mm-hmm. I've noticed that it comes in, again, as we've talked about this before, a voice will come in very clear, very succinct, and that is it. And that's about all you'll get. And to me, it also feels like not that intuition needs to come in when you're healthy. I don't necessarily believe that, but I do think that there is an operating system within us that needs to work at healing itself before other operating systems can come in. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. Do you, yeah. So not that you can't be intuitive during these periods of times because some people actually experienced heightened intuition during this period of time as well. But I think that's where we're all kind of different. Mm-hmm. And it feels like in this case, like in that emotional manipulation, it almost feels like this person was drawing so much energy out of you that you didn't have any left kind of for your own intuitive well-being. This could also be um, kind of like a, a special power coming out that's that's in a way keeping you safe because your logical mind was veiled by being in relationship with this person who was treating you inappropriately. And so, you know, there are times where our higher self will then take over, like take, you know, kind of step into the driver's seat and do, um, you know, the, the big work that's being asked of you in that moment. Um, I also think that we, we as humans tend to not really ask for help um, until things are dire. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, when I kind of like reflect upon my own habits, you know, my divination work isn't really something I do when I'm happy and everything's moving and grooving just fine and things are really smooth. I turn to my divinatory tools whenever the road is bumpy and I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, so it may also just be a circumstantial thing where it's like you're getting your messages more often whenever you're really needing help and support from your guides. Yeah. I was just rereading her question a Mm -hmm. little bit. I think that's, I, I, and you know, the other thing that I love that you said that your high self takes over. Mm -hmm. Cause it's, it's like, you know, um, survival. It's your survival yeah. instincts. Yeah, I yeah, I do. I definitely feel that, and I de- and I and I, I agree with you. Like sometimes the severity of the manipulation or the emotional um, pain mm-hmm. can you. It's hard to get to that. Absolutely, yeah. Especially if you're just getting into it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Um, now, Emmy has asked tips on reconnecting after. Right. Okay. Yeah. To reconnect, I think would be to, um, 
taking time in nature, kind of uh, working on, oh, working with um, Venus in retrograde, the energies mm-hmm. of Venus in retrograde, what we, what we talked about at go. the top of the, of the show, I think would be really appropriate as far as kind of doing a lot of work around, you know, reconnection with self, um, cord cutting, you know, doing um, some work around that with this person. If you, if you feel that's, that's a necessary thing, what it most likely probably is maybe some, some spell work around binding yourself to healthier relationships, to the concept of a healthy, healthier relationship. Um, You know, some of us can get into, you know, patterns that aren't, aren't necessarily good for us that can be a little bit destructive. So um, maybe doing some, some introspection around, around that, you know, and what, what your habits are and how you can better yourself. I like that a lot because this is really, I'm, of course, Venus, of course, this is such a great time for her to recommit to self on what kind of a mate she wants to bring Mm -hmm. into her life now, Mm -hmm. but also really, really honoring this time alone, tapping back in to reconnecting with your intuition, going back to your uh, pick a card readings, going back to pour that card a day, um, spending time in nature is Allison's right. Go to getting out there and connecting to nature. Um, But starting to play around with what meditation looks like to you. And one thing that um, I was talking about a little bit on my Instagram page the other day that I was like, I can't believe we haven't talked about this before, but like um, beginning visualization techniques by simple object association. Mm -hmm. So closing your eyes and seeing I'm going to draw a fluorescent green triangle in my mind's eye. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I'm going to draw a purple circle. I'm going to draw a red square. And starting very small with those very simple visualization techniques and then building it up to um, more movie-like scenarios that you can create is a great way to start to strengthen that muscle, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I think that visualiz- visualization and being able to close your eyes and immediately materialize images and, and is a great way to begin to see. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so doing things like that and then just simple meditation techniques are great ways of, of getting in touch with your intuition and sometimes I even talk about playing intuition games which is guessing which elevator door is going to open up first guessing Ooh, that's a good one. that the street light's going to turn green in 10 seconds guessing that who's calling before you answer the phone oh mom's calling me right now on the phone oh shit no it's it's not mom, you know, or whatever, but starting to play those intuitive games to flex that mind. Hmm. Oh, that's so cool. I never thought of yeah. doing that. Oh, that's I do great. it all the time. That's a great tip, Leslie. Great Girl, tip. I learned, I, you know, one of those I learned from the craft, you know, when she, uh, was, when they were first coming into there, have you seen the craft? Oh yeah. Oh my God. A million okay. times. Yeah. When they were like, she was driving mm-hmm. really fast and she was making all the lights turn yep. green. Yeah. <laughs> Love I was like, it. I could do that. I could do that. <laughs> Driving down 12th Street near PA, freaking senior year in high school. Yeah. I own this town. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, make this light turn green. Yeah. Anyway, so starting to play fun games with your intuition and reconnecting with it that way, which Venus would love to help you connect with that too. I think that yes. she's 
yeah. very much because I think of the Empress who's very intuitive, very connected into the earth, who's, who's you know, very Venusian, you know, tapped into that Venusian energy as well. What a great word, Venusian. 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 Yeah. I mean, if, if you feel called, you know, connect in with Venus energy right now because mm-hmm. she could really heal a lot of these things for you. Hell yeah. Beautiful. So good. <laughs> Emmy from Sweden. We have such a nice array of folks today. We sure do. We sure oh do. Oh my gosh. This is wonderful. Speaking of wonderful places, boy, do I love Brazil. We've oh, yeah. got Allie from Brazil. One thing that Jim and I have been doing in quarantine every night is listening to Brazilian radio. Really? We listen to Radio Brazil on... Uh, on Apple Music, and we love it. Wow, that's so we cool. We just have it going while we're making dinner anyway. So Allie from Brazil, she writes, Hello, dearest hags. Hope you're doing well. I've been listening to your podcast for a little while, and I'd love to know your opinion in a matter that has been bringing me a lot of sorrow lately. I've always wanted to practice and study witchcraft, but didn't feel allowed to do so until I moved out of my mother's house a few years ago. Imagine a witch want to be in a very Catholic house. We can. We can imagine that. (laughs) Since then, I've been studying and feeling very happy for being able to have more contact with witchcraft. But when it comes to practicing, I feel super insecure, as if I'm not really able, quote unquote, to do magic or worthy of performing magic. Do you think this is simply a self-confidence problem or fear creeping in? What would you advise someone to do in such a case? Lots of love and light from sunny Brazil. Oh, God, I love it. Well, this comes to mind, our old friend, the witch wound. <laughs> Here she is. Oh, boy, ding, oh, ding, boy. Ding. oh, boy, ding, oh, boy, ding. oh, boy. Yeah, so um, the witch wound is that unhealed space that most of us are carrying, and that has to do with ancestral lineage all around, fear of being killed and prosecute, persecuted because of um, our uh, connection to the earth, our connection to the goddess, our connection to our powers, Um and yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, heavily felt by a lot of us, myself included, raising my hand. Um, and so working with this part of ourselves, acknowledging that it exists, um, is the first step, you know, just really starting to notice how you self-sabotage yourself, how you, you know, what your real fears are, are, uh, are about you know I'm always I always think about like my thing is being thrown in jail like why would I <laughs> think that you know but I'm always like worried that I'm going to be thrown in jail you know and that's that's uh, not it's no laughing matter no it's not it, no it's not and unfortunately you know there are people put in in jail right now for unrealistic things um, you know and th- this kind of trauma um, is carried through our bloodline. Um, so, you know, like I said, the first thing to do is to really pinpoint the ways that we're sabotaging ourselves and the, and the ways that that fear comes up and why, why is it coming up? Um, Leslie, do you, what do you, what do you do, um, when you do work around the witch wound? I continually move towards the craft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
but also with the witch, witch wound, there's a lot of shadow stuff that you have to do work on. Yes. You know, why? Yes. And asking yourself questions, well, why am I feeling unworthy? Yeah. Because I am worthy mm-hmm. and it's a very natural birthright and every one of us are worthy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's something too, and, I, and when you say ancestral, it's it rings so true. And I've been talking to a lot of folks about like, is this mine? Is my, is this unworthiness right. something I'm truly yes. feeling, or is this passed down from my great grandmothers or yep. grandfathers or cousins or who? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. is my is my mother, uh, you know, concerned? Is she acting out of fear? That fear is not mine. You know, right. what are people projecting onto us, and what is truly ours? Mm-hmm. So also find doing some elimination work around, okay, well, is this mine? So if it is mine, then let's talk about it. Maybe it's not 100% mine, but I can definitely attest, you know, I'm assuming she's saying I can attest to to kind of, you know, um, honoring, you know, percentage of this mm-hmm. unworthiness, right? So then I need to do work around that. Right. And that work but, can be talk therapy. That work can be, you know, um, talking about your your situation and your fears with a really good friend that understands where you're coming from that can also be you know doing some work around giving it back to the earth you yeah. know kind of like doing some ritual around like pulling that pulling that aspect out of yourself putting it into an object and then burying it into the earth and asking the earth to transmute it and heal it yeah 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 and you know you can even do a thing where maybe you do this this you know kind of giving it back to the earth and if after a couple of weeks you're still feeling it linger then it's something that needs your attention mm-hmm. now when i talk about moving towards the wound i mean like like a like a knot that has gotten into a gold chain i stay with it i keep untying it and untying it and I don't walk away from it. And so that means that I burn I burn a candle every night for ritual. I, that means that I'm doing shadow work with every new moon. That means that I am moving towards it. Because the more that you can be present with the craft, the more that you are saying, yes, that doesn't exist for me here. Yeah. This is me in my life. Right. And another thing that can be really powerful around this work is power reclamation, mm-hmm. calling your power back to yourself, mm-hmm. um, c- canceling any karmic contracts from past lives that have kept you here. But then also once you're starting to feel that what, what you call a worthiness come back in, then doing offerings and blessings for your ancestors for the healing work. Because I do believe, I believe that every generation has, has come to show a level of healing for their family bloodline. But I don't know if it's just because I'm existing in this world now in this generation, but I feel it for so many people in this world now that they are really here to show up and do some work. Yep. I feel like there are some major shifts major mountains being moved for people all over the world Mm -hmm. for healing their family lines Mm -hmm. um, to moving towards it, unraveling, continually unraveling and untying that knot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And getting back to the idea and really embracing the idea that we all came from witches. All of us have come from that lineage. Ground yourself down into that fact because it is factual 
archaeology has shown us this, and that is science. <laughs> that is science. Yeah, right? Um, you know, really feeling that deep down in the marrow of your bones, where your ancestral DNA lies, where your witches of your lineage lie. <clears throat> so doing all the things that Leslie just said, which is a lot of work, and we must acknowledge that it's a lot of hard work, and then also celebrating all of the witches that have come before you. Because you're basically just kind of, you know, you're reactivating what's already a part of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, gosh, you're in such a beautiful place now. I'm assuming, Allie, that you're real close to the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> I would expect so. I would, I would go to her. I would mm-hmm. take these spheres Flowers. to her. Mm. I would take, you know, take whatever you can that's personal, your menstrual blood. I would take, mm-hmm. you know, anything to her right now because she is your, she's so, he, her waters are so healing. And and if you feel called to it, Allie, I would um, do some sort of a recommitment ceremony in the ocean. Mm-hmm. You know, as the Christians call it a baptism, but you can call it some kind of a recommitment ceremony where you kind of make that that um, that offer. Yeah, that offering declaration. To, mm-hmm. Yeah, declaration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Offerings and declarations. <laughs> I'm laughing because we watched The Office last night. And we were talking about declaring bankruptcy. I so. declare bankruptcy. It's one of my favorite scenes. Michael, it doesn't work that way. You can't just you can't just declare it like that. You to- <laughs> anyway, Allie, declaring, declaring, I am a witch. That's right. To the ocean, yell it under the new, under the full moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I love that. I love it too. That's beautiful. Declare my Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. Anyway. I think that's good. Wow, Brazil. Oh god, Brazil. Good food in Brazil. Get me there. I've never been there, but it'd be really With nice some to of travel our most someday. Beautiful stone friends come from Brazil. Oh, that's true. Larimer, right? And Mammothist is big. Mammothist? Mm-hmm. 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 Quartz. Ooh, yeah. Good stuff. Well, yeah, Allie, thank you, you so are much the for writing in. for high vibration. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and good okay, tunes. Sorry. I'm chatty today, sir. I love it. I think it's awesome, dude. It's fantastic. Thank you, Allie, for writing in. We really hope that helps and all the best. Sarah from Parts Unknown writes, Hi, guys. I wanted to ask if Allison or either of you has any knowledge of the plant Purple Crown Vetch. It's a ground cover vine and has become invasive in many areas. So most of the info I'm finding about it online is pretty negative. But my grandma's property was covered in it. And my cousins and I used to pick the pretty purple flowers and tie them together to make flower crowns when we were little. So it's always held a special place in my memory. Also, bees seem to love it, which is good in my book. I wanted to know if it had any magical slash energetic properties or if it's just a plant. Well, there aren't Allison. just plants. Yeah. <laughs> They're all special. <laughs> um, okay, Sarah. So um, I don't personally have any magical experience with crown vetch, but 
um, we can, I, and I also did a little bit of Googling too, just to see if there was something out there and you're right, there really isn't much about this plant. So what I would do is um, spend time with it and really become well acquainted, intimate even with what it looks like, what its preferences are, like you said, what kind of insects are drawn to it, and use your imagination, use your intuition, um, bring a notebook with you and a piece of paper and just write down words that come to your mind um, as you sit with it in meditation, hopefully in a nice sunny spot somewhere. Um, and really, you know, get to know this plant, see, see if this plant has any messages for you, ask it, what should I do with you magically? A lot of the times they will tell you what to do. Um, however, I have a little bit of insight because I also am familiar with this, um, this invasive weed, so to speak. Um, and so it definitely is vine-like. It, it's in the legume family. It's in the bean family. Um, and it's, it's used as like a, a ground cover. Um, and it's to me, any plant that's vine-like can be used in binding spells. Um, and binding spells are spell work that you do, um, to link yourself to something or someone. Um, since crown vetch has this gorgeous pom-pom looking purple flower, purple to me is all around, all, all about protection work. Um, and, and any kind of love spells. And now we're Venus in retrograde. So maybe it would be super interesting to use to, to ask uh, Crown Vetch if you can use it in any kind of self love spell where you're binding yourself to um, attributes that you really love about yourself but maybe could be cultivated more. I had to look her up. She's beautiful. She is you beautiful. know, to me, it's all in the name. It feels like she already, you know, yeah. creating a crown mm -hmm. out of it already as a little girl. To me, it seems very queen-like, very sovereign-like. Absolutely. Very much about leadership. Love also. it. Love it. Love it. Love it. You know, and mm -hmm. purple is a royal color. So Definitely. there's there's tremendous leadership that exists there. It's also part of our third eye. So mm -hmm. I would think that Purple Crown Vetch would be really open to speaking to her. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I love it. just feels very... It feels very Empress-like again. Empress! The Empress! She's she keeps everywhere. coming up today. <laughs> I like it. Oh, I love her. Yeah. Wow, that's very beautiful. Yeah, so that purple crown fetch. There it is. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Look it up, everybody. I love the binding, too. That's like, that's a beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because so. Because binding can be very much like, you know, commitment focused, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly, that's precisely what it is. Um, mm. And, you know, by you, by the physical act of binding uh, a symbolic uh, object that represents yourself, you know, and then wrap the action of like wrapping, you know, the vines around this object. I just, I just really, I'm in love with this, this image. I think it would be really mm -hmm. beautiful. Mm -hmm. 
Did you find anything negative about it online? Well, sure. It's an invasive weed and people hate invasive weeds. So um, because of, you know, what it sounds like Um, to me, when I'm working with these kinds of plants, it's all about embracing their, their gifts um, because they are making their presence known in our landscape and utilizing them because they are abundant. Um, And this is a plant that I, it's on my bucket list of exploring more. Uh, yeah. So cool. thank you for the idea, Sarah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> We've got Steph from Pennsylvania. Wow. We went all over the world and came back to Pennsylvania. We sure did. That night. Yeah. Hey. Hi again, ladies. I have been binge listening to these podcasts and love them so much. I know I already asked a question this week, but I have one more. I'm not sure if this is due to the current situation we are all in, but I feel as if I am missing information or forgetting. For example, I had a revelation about something I wanted to remember about your podcast from last week, went to write it down, could not remember it anymore. This is just one example, but this sort of happens at least three to five times a day, and I can't let go of thinking about what I'm missing or forgetting. Is there anything I can do to help my focus and memory be a little stronger? It's usually never been a problem the way it is now. Thanks for any help. Love you guys. Love you, Steph. Thanks for writing in. Steph. Thanks for binging us. Isn't that fun? I love that. I love binging stuff. Something and you Mm -hmm. love it and you just can't stop. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad we're holding your attention. Indeed. So what do you think? Well, I have a lot of thoughts. The first thing is that, um, and this is a more grounded in physical reality thing. Um, we are all being inundated with a lot of stress stressors right now. Um, you know, our, the pandemic, <laughs> basically, and all the things that go around go about. Uh, the pandemic. So our nervous systems are extremely overtaxed at this time. And one of the symptoms of having an overstressed nervous system is forgetfulness, which I myself have been uh, experiencing as well. (laughs) I left my wallet somewhere, which I never do uh, recently. Um, So yeah, I totally get it. So the first thing to do is to be kind and compassionate to yourself and understand that these times are um, very unusual for every single one of us. and that forgetting things is 100% normal. And um, there's nothing wrong with your brain. It's just that your brain has too much going on inside of it. Um, So things to do about that. Um, The first thing would be to disengage from the news, maybe for a couple of days, you're not really going to miss that much. (laughs) Um, So that might be a nice thing to do. Also disengage from any kind of um, drama, if you will. So drama in your personal life, drama on the TV, um, any kind of stories that you might be watching, you know, make sure that they're lighthearted um, and not mysteries or murders or whatever. Um, And then also start to employ some things that help your nervous system. So oats are excellent for your nervous system. Eating oatmeal is a very simple thing. Most of us have access to that food. Eat oatmeal every day, um, and that will, you know, support your nervous system through this time. So that's that's immediately where my brain went. Um, oatmeal. So, yeah, oatmeal. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> what? Huh. <laughs> hey, it's not just good for your poops. <laughs> it's good for your brain. <laughs> good for the poops. 
boobs too, huh? Yeah, full of fiber. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? Steph, I've got a, I've got three things right off the bat. Mm. Number one, I also feel like a lot of folks to Allison, absolutely, thousand percent, everything she said. I also think a lot of people are energetically experiencing shifts in their brains. Downloads. Some, yep. Mm-hmm. Some people call these downloads, um, and it can it can um, scramble us up a little bit, um, and it can wake us up in the middle of the night. It can have us forgetting things. It can have us dropping things. It can have us kind of all over the place. Yeah. That's okay. Again, like Allison said, taking care of yourself at this time is the best thing that it's you can totally do. Totally okay, and it's totally normal. <laughs> And then I would also say, this is the second thing that I'm going to say, which I'm, none of you are surprised, but ground your energy. What? Now, ground your energy? Wait well, wait a this, minute. There's <laughs> this crazy little thing these kids it's, are doing these days. Insane. It's called grounding. Oh, my. <laughs> these kids and their grounding. It's, it's a wild concept, my friend. Tap and enter into the Earth's energy. Anyway, gr- when you ground that energy... It helps you be here now. And I'm only saying this stuff because I'm a double Gemini. So I am all over the fucking place. And if I don't ground my energy, I will forget my keys. I'll forget my phone. I will forget to use the toilet. I will forget just my lunch, everything. You know, it's like it's incredible. And that's when I know I'm I'm a little out of alignment. And so then I need to extra special tap back in and ground into that energy. So that could be a little helpful tip as well as taking care of yourself during this time. The other thing I want to share with you is a stone friend named fluorite. One of my very, very favorite stones fluorite is great for vacuuming out all that excess debris that we do not need. And tapping into our brains. Mm -hmm. It helps us tap into uh, our third eye, which is the purple aspect. Fluorite is is generally the way that we understand fluorite. It's generally a combination of like greens and purples. Mm -hmm. So the green, but it it can be pink, it can be yellow, it can be lots of different things. But the green part of fluorite is called the genius stone. And it helps us remember and it helps us to keep focused and it helps us to stay um, mentally on track and stimulated. So keeping a flat stone in your pocket, holding a flat stone while you're grounding your energy could be uh, a great companion. And, um, And it also, I mean, the purple parts of it too will help to stimulate that third eye energy too. So it might help you anticipate things you don't already know you need. Mm. But fluorite can be a really great help at this time. The only other thing I will say that can be helpful with the mind um, that that we don't always think about is the Herkimer diamond. Mm. Herkimer diamond can be really helpful because it traps all of our thoughts like a pensive, like we've talked about this before, yeah, like yeah. the pensive or pensive or whatever they were called. Mm-hmm. But it allows us to then retrieve them when we need them. Oh, gorgeous. Another little oh. ally to bring back of what you talked about a little bit ago is the pendulum. Because yeah. the pendulum helps us to access information we always that we already know. So it's just kind of retrieving it. Mm, gorgeous. 
What do you think? I love it. That is A plus, my friend. All good, juicy, juicy tips. Look at that. Just cut, look at us working together. Mm. Team. Delicious. Love it. Um, but yeah. You know, also, I mean, you said something earlier about visualization techniques and just being yeah. like, okay, I'm going to visualize a gold star. Like maybe kind of working with that kind of action yeah. would be helpful too, just to kind of like train the mind, bring it back. Um, I, I don't know if you're like this or not too, but whenever, because this does happen for me very often, I do, I'll get my, my brain will go too quickly and I'll forget things mm -hmm. very fast. Mm -hmm. So if I'm like, Oh boy, here we go. All right. So stop, breathe, just give it 10 seconds. Grounding to it in your it. body. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Really helps it. Hmm. Really, really helps it. That's gorgeous. The other thing I wanted to bring up that just has recently come to my attention because so many folks have been talking about this during the quarantine. Um, a handful of things. Dreams are very, very intense for a lot of people, mm -hmm. but also a lot of folks, myself included, are waking up between three and five. Yep. Yep. It's happening so, at my house too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, we all want to go back to sleep. We all think, well, I'm, I shouldn't be up. This is an ungodly hour, literally a, yeah. a witching hour. Yep. I shouldn't be up. I shouldn't, you know, I should get myself back to sleep. I'll count to 10 and fall back asleep. Get up. Get up, get up for five minutes and listen. Mm -hmm. You're waking up because communication is happening. Get up and listen or get up and ask and then listen. Mm. And so what I've come to understand, and for me, because this has been happening every single night, is I'll get up and I'll be like, all right, what am I supposed to do about X, Y, and Z? And then I'll listen. And sometimes it's like, go back to sleep, uh -huh, Leslie. Uh -huh. And sometimes it's the simplest yeah. forward act. So, so listening to that too. So, so your, your ask is a question around anything that you're worrying about. Is that what, is exactly. that what you mean? Okay. Yes. Thank okay. You for clarifying. All right. Yes. I got that. Thank you for clarifying. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or Instead is, of like know, a, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Should I be worrying about this? It's just yeah. a human experience, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Um, okay. But yeah, I just felt like I that just kind of came to me when Steph was talking about memory stuff and, you know, the mind and all this stuff that's shifting right now. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that'll be helpful for some folks because I know you've probably heard too, so many people talk about the three o'clock, three oh, thirty, yeah. four o'clock. Yeah. It's, it's, it's on the regular here mm -hmm. at, uh, at our household. Yeah. All Donna of, too, or just you? Huh? Oh, Donna all of us. Calls. Yeah, all of us. Even the dog. We're all up. <laughs> That's okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, fine. and Juju, she's been like, she's been very, very, very anxious during that period of time. So yeah. we, and we're also get up and we kind of work with her a little yeah. bit. But. Yeah. Oh, the babies. Yeah. Well, great well, questions, everybody. Yeah, great Steph. group. Great group of questions really, this time. Really, really fantastic. Oh, you man. guys are all just such brilliant lights with such curious, wonderful minds. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Y'all know the answers. Definitely. We're just reminding you. That's it. You already know the answers. You already answer. know it. <laughs> right. Any any closing thoughts? Um, I would say keep washing your hands. Um, and just keep being patient with this time. I know that we're all getting real tired of this quarantine situation. Um, 
But uh, there's so many gifts coming out of this experience. And I just think, you know, you might be like, bullshit, Allison, <laughs> this is terrible. But, but really and truly, you know, if, if you if you can, you know, be open, be open to just the small things like, you know, us today, being outside in the sun. That's a huge gift, you know, so try your best. Be kind to yourself, be kind to other people, wash your hands. I love it. The Ask a Hag podcast is produced by Donna Kyler. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen. You can be part of the podcast too. Leave us a voice message on the Anchor FM app and we'll play it on the show. And don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts. We love five stars so much. You can find this podcast on Instagram at ask.a.hag or at askahagpodcast.com. Thank you so Bye, much. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> Talk to you soon.